0: We will continue what we are learning in the holy letters of the Balatanya, letter number 12, with the Shias and in the schos to the shelema, for hinder bastah berachel. What we are learning, this holy letter from the Balatanya, that the maisa of tzedakah, the act of doing charity, brings peace in the world and the inner obsession of charity when a person does his charity, does compassion, where he pushes his nature, where he does in an obsessive, compulsive way he reveals and discloses and unleashes an energy that's never-ending and everlasting and that brings tranquility and harmony into the world forever we are going deep into the difference between these two modes of consciousness two types Of life, which there's two accesses of time. There's one access of time where you make peace with the world you're in right now, and that is to recognize that there is an imbalance all the time. After the chetay Tadas, after the sin of eating from the fruit that allowed man to feel his selfishness, the way he's selfish, the way he's different than another person, all of a sudden there is an imbalance going on all the time. This imbalance creates a tremendous need for security. With the ego, which is the separate sense of self, the illusion that a person has about himself, the ego is constantly needs to be secured. And the person is measuring himself against everyone else. Do I have value? Am I good? Do people like me? Is my contribution valuable? Am I significant? And these questions come from a tremendous sense of distortion where our egos by nature are mirror glimmers of who we really are. And we are in a space of nurturing and cultivating this ego from very little on. It's a few thousand years already where we have a separate sense of self, a little petty me that we all cultivate from a very young age, which starts with the matchbox cars and the Barbie dolls and the little age of the child, the child in me who says this is mine. And feels like the whole world is trying to stifle, trying to take what belongs to me. And the tremendous psychological sense of peer pressure in which the person develops their nephew's Bahamas, their sense of self. And that sense of self needs to be nurtured. So there's a tremendous imbalance. Because when the sense of self is being swallowed up, a person pushes back and wants to make his sense of self more than it is. And this is the imbalance in life of my ego. And many people go to therapy for many years to deal with this without being aware that because when I was a child, My ego was hurt in certain ways Which is the natural consequence of life So therefore I felt my ego was being crushed in a certain way Whether I didn't get attention from my parents Whether I was bullied by friends Or siblings Or parents or teachers Or whether I developed in a certain way And then when I grow up subconsciously I'm pushing back against that where my ego is trying to push out trying to recover trying to resuscitate itself and this is a bruised sense of self which we all get damaged we all get hurt we all get hurt by being in the world as the Hasidic masters explain that when Yaakov fights with the Malach of Esav Where we all have this separate sense of self. We're at nighttime. When we are growing up, we battle with this ego. We battle with this angel. And this ego always gets hurt. And it damages us to the point that even if my body is fully healthy, My ego is always somewhat imbalanced And when an ego is imbalanced Then the soul Which animates the person The core of who you are Is trapped And that is the injury That happened to Yaakov In his Gida Nosha In the nerve that was central to his expression And we all have a certain sense of self that creates this imbalance. And now this sense of self wants to mix itself everywhere. And it either stifles us by peer pressure and by thinking what are people gonna think about us? Or it creates a tremendous amount of selfishness, over-amplification, trying to get back from its injury, trying to recover. Adrenalistically trying To over amplify who I am And the tremendous sense of selfish needs And victimhood And this is an enormous Idea Because this is something that almost everyone struggles with every day Unaware Of how he lives with the epigenetics of thousands of years in Gullus. And the epigenetics of the Chetet Which was the beginning of the default in man. Which the idea is to see this cosmically. To see the entire span of consciousness. The entire span of history. From the six days of creation to my own six days now. And to eliminate time, to eliminate it, and to see it in my own life. That I have a separate sense of self. And this self is concerned with the emptiness of time. Which means essentially to waste time. To waste time means to take one moment in time and to amplify it, to focus on it. And usually it's a negative moment in time because time really is one unit. My whole life is one unit. Your whole life only unfolds in this minute. And the only things that matter in this world are meaningful creative moments meaningful, creative, miraculous moments that live on forever. The one moment in time of negativity, of criticism that I got when I was a child or that I get now from my spouse or that I get now from a friend or the one moment of judgment that I judge myself or judge someone else and I sit in that hatred, I sit in that space of drama with my family, with politics. And I make it a more and more and more as to be trapped in one moment of time, which can only happen through stiflization, through separation, through B'riya through creating fragmentation. The literal word the "ra" means to separate, to separate one moment in time, to separate many moments, which is the emptiness of time. Because time is really one unit. Because how can you separate time when time doesn't exist? You only ever lived in your life in this moment. You never had a moment that you lived in the past and you never had a moment that you lived in the future. The beauty of life is that your heart is pumping today like it was pumping when you were born. and Like it was pumping as long as you're going to be alive. And that was always in the present. But the mind and the heart and the ego create this illusion of time, which is a separate sense of self, which when the deeper you are thrust into that, the more egotistical you are, the more trapped you are, the more you are static, the more you are stifled, the more you are limited to who you are meant to be. And then there is making peace with time. Making peace with this moment. Which means that nothing is stopping you from moving forward. You're not in anxiety. You're not worried about a moment in the future. You're not obsessing about a moment in the past. You're in a space that you're in tune with the universe. Which is what he calls over here, You're in a charitable place. Even if you're not consciously aware, that means intellectually and emotionally. Even if your thoughts, speech, are not in sync with your action. But as long as you are not trapped. As long as you're participating charitably, compassionately with people. As long as there's no contradiction with your spouse. No contradiction with your children. You're not in a space of reactivity. You have created peace around you. You have made peace with the present moment. And that's what he says that even if you're entirely asleep, even if your activity is devoid, devoid of your consciousness, so devoid, even if you're giving $100 to a person and you're not aware of it, you're in a space of peace. You've made peace with time. You are beginning to live consciously. But then there are moments in time. That all of time stands still. That the future is now. Oh. That this moment will live on in infamy. It will live on endlessly, forever. And that's the essence of what he really want to get wants to get to in this parak. The crux of what he wants to say over here. It's to describe something that's infinite. And people want to know, I have to make compassion my mission. I have to make compassion my life obsession. But is it possible just to listen to one shir? Is it possible just to learn this idea one moment in time? And reap the rewards and become a professional, become a hero in the sense that I mastered compassion. And then to discover the reward of compassion, which is the energy of compassion, is it possible that I could have that in one moment in time? And the answer to that question is absolutely. Because over here in the middle of the letter, what the Balatanya is saying is that the never ending, everlasting tranquility that you will unleash when you obsess on compassion is not something that you get to only through obsessing on it for, for five years. It's not something that you get to only an on obsession. In the quantity of time It's actually not about quantity Through obsessing on it quantitatively All the time Eventually you'll get there But it's a qualitative moment Mm. Actually The never ending everlasting Infinity that you will unleash On your soul Has actually nothing to do with time It has nothing to do with how much time you do it It has to do with getting the essence of compassion. Which means to unleash an energy that's beyond time. Like for example. In 1966. Hanukkah. The Lubavitcher spoke about this, and he said this was the secret of the mitzvah of Hanukkah. One moment in time that Matasio Ubanov, they saw that all of the religion was being lost. They saw that the Roman, the Hellenists were trying to destroy Judaism at its core. And so a few people went against the mighty with a tremendous sense of obsession, with a tremendous sense of surrendering of their soul. And they unleashed an adrenalistic spiritual energy where a few of them beat a whole army full of elephants. Tremendous war. But in that moment of self sacrifice, in that moment of surrender, they unleashed an energy in this world that is never-ending and everlasting. In that energy, they beat physically the whole entire army. In that energy of one moment of time, of a few people together, to bound together, to bind together, and to surrender the depth of the core of their consciousness, they unleashed an energy that's indescribable, It's indestructible, that allowed for them to win the war. That allowed for them to come back in to the base of Migdash and to against all the arts to find an oil, a jug of oil, which is essentially again defying all arts. And that oil defied all arts. It burnt for eight days. And by the next Shabbos, all of the non religious people they became back Balitchuva because it defied all arts. And this is a miracle that we light the candles every single year, which is an energy of the resilient infinity of the Jewish soul, which means that the miracle of Hanukkah, the one moment in time is a never ending, everlasting moment when we light Hanukkah lights every year. By In this time we show that that moment in time of human beings, Jewish people, that decided to be involved in something That was not myself, it was a voider Something that was beyond time That moment lives on in history Lives on forever That is the gili of the oyerish al-mashiach It is the gili of the light of the messianic era And the miracle was never ending and everlasting In the sense that It started with just a fight for the religion To put yourself To go up against an army. And in that space, God unleashed an energy in their souls where physically they were able to do the impossible. And spiritually they were able to do impossible. And where it looked like the Jew was going to be extinguished. It looked like the flame of the Jewish person was going to be extinguished. When you push yourself to the limit, qualitatively, which means one moment, one miraculous moment, it is a nuclear bomb. It is a nuclear energy, but much more than nuclear. Nuclear is one moment, and nuclear, an atom bomb, affects space. But over here in this parakee is explaining that this obsessive energy will unleash a change in history, meaning to say time will stand still. You will transcend time. This moment that you tap into a mercedes of Tzedakah, A moment where you hear the poor man so deeply that you say to yourself, I won't just make peace with the poor man. I won't just make peace with with the poor man and allow him to make peace with God. I won't just now seize the moment, but I will change the future now. To seize the moment now is to give him $100, maybe even $1,000. But to change the future now, to unleash a miracle of Hanukkah, To unleash a miracle that's beyond time. Is to listen one time in your life to a poor man. To listen so deeply that his problem becomes your problem. And your job is not so important as much as his suffering to end it. To put him into business. To eliminate his debts. To raise the money for him entirely from beginning to end. To make a change either so deeply in him. Or so deeply in yourself. That you unleash an energy that will change the course of history both for you and him. And the beauty in that is. That in that change you have changed a person's life. And you made the bed that you're going to sleep in. For the rest of your life. You will be shielded. By that change that you made in the person's life. For the rest of your life your intellect, your revelation in your soul will be changed forever. No one will even know. And you might not even realize. But you will have unleashed a space of compassion that nobody can ever take away from you. And the same thing we see, this was the secret of Rabbi Gabriel Neusechein. It was a man who the Balatanya asked him to give money And he was suffered 25 years. He couldn't have children. And his wife watched her husband come home one day and she tells him how the Balatanya asked him for an enormous amount of money and he didn't have it. And he felt terrible. And she silently went and sold her jewelry and got gold coins and polished those gold coins when her husband wasn't around. And she prayed to God with tears in her eyes, crying, asking God to shine their muzzle, so they can help Jewish people. And she took this enormous amount of money that the Balatanya asked, she sold all of her jewelry. And she packaged up those coins and sealed them and told her husband quickly, he didn't even know what was in there, to quickly bring these coins to the Balatanya. And he traveled a few days back to the Balatanya and he hands him the package. And as he's ready to walk out, the Balatanya stops him and he opens up the package. And he sees these coins that are shining. That are glistening. and glittering. And he asks them, what's these coins? What are these shine? And Rabbi Gabriel did not know. And the Balatanya put his hands on the coins. And he meditated. He closed his eyes. And then when he opened up his eyes, a tremendous smile came over his face. And he said, the Jewish women... When they gave their mirrors to the Ki'ar, to the Beis Hamikdash, they sacrificed their beauty, their mirrors, they gave that to the Beis Hamikdash. Moshe Rabbeinu initially didn't want to accept it, but afterwards Hashem said, it's these mirrors that built the Jewish nation. And this shine that the Jewish women gave is the most tremendous pleasure for God. And he took, told Rabbi Gavriel Noisichein, Then in the special, adrenalistic, obsessive energy that your wife had, in terms that she gave up all of her money and shined it just for the self-sacrifice of compassion, I bless you that the light of your soul, the light of your luck should change. And even though he didn't have children for 25 years, he gave birth to a tremendous family. And even though he suffered a lot, his life changed on that day. He became known as Gabriel Neusechein. Rabbi Gabriel, the one who was charming and graceful. Until today, there's the big Chain family. Chain, which means charm and grace. His life changed. He became a tremendous wealthy man who changed the life of many people. He lived to 110 years and his wife passed away two years past him. His whole life was filled with wealth, all because of one moment in time that him and his wife tapped into this miracle, miraculous time. <laughs> and to understand this enormous idea of avoider, a docker. this energy of unleashing a miraculous, infinite, adrenalistic, Obsessive energy of compassion Is one moment in time It could be your whole life But it's one moment in time And it's that moment that will be everlasting It's those moments that are going to be revealed In the time of the waking of the dead Tchias Mason, Which is the most deepest revelation That's going to be in the Messianic era All the moments of obsessive time All the moments of miraculous time All the moments that we made miracles for other people we weren't naturally peaceful. We didn't just give a hundred or a thousand dollars to the poor man. We looked deep into the poor man and we eliminated boundaries between us. We pushed ourselves to the limit much more than my compassion would allow. That is the language he says. Much more than the nature of my compassion and my compassionate will. I pushed myself to the limit where I unleash the core of my soul deep into my body. Because I made in one moment of time, I took a poor man out of his misery. I made a decision to make a miracle for another person. It's one moment of a decision. Because if I'm sensitive to the poor man and I give him a hundred dollars or even a thousand dollars, I made a change at this moment. But if I'm deeply sensitive to the point that it's much more under my nature, miraculously sensitive, never endingly and everlastingly sensitive, that one moment in my life, even one moment if you do this, it makes your whole life worth living. Not only because it will change your future, because it will change someone else's future, because in that space you become a real partner with the divine, because in that space will be the most enormous revelation. It's spaces like this, it's moments like this, moments of Hanukkah. we light all of the Jewish people. Millions of people light the Hanukkah menorah because of one moment in time that a few people bounded together And they went in a self-sacrifice. They unleashed an obsessive energy that they will fight for Judaism. And they released an adrenalistic power that allowed them to win the war against the Hellenists. That released an unlimited energy that allowed them to find a jug of oil that was uncorrupted. And it unleashed an energy that that oil lasted for eight days. And that unleashed an energy that till today we light those candles. And that is the miraculous miracle of the Jewish people. To get in touch with, avoid the tzedakah. To get in touch with a space inside you that will lift you up above the rest of the world. Not only physically, not only spiritually, but miraculously. Where you will live with the future of the waking of the dead. Not just the messianic era. Deep into the messianic era. The time where you eliminate all of time. You go deep into the 7,000 years. We are now the 6,000 years, the 7,000 year. Deep in that is going to be the messianic era. We are dead are going to wake up and all of time will stand still to tap into that energy now by one time in your life, listening to a poor man and deciding you're not just going to give him a thousand dollars. But you're gonna change his life. His problem's gonna become your problem, and you will not stop until you make a change in his life. So the time that progresses after that moment that you made the decision is all part of that unit in time. That one moment where you pushed the limit so deeply, where you eliminated boundaries between you and him, and you unleashed an energy that you will change this man's life forever, and your life will be changed forever, and his life will be changed forever. And the reward, the unleashing of that energy on your own mind, in your own consciousness, in your own wealth. Just like Rab Gavriel Neusechein, 110 years he lived, he was not destined to live that long. 25 years, didn't have children, he wasn't supposed to have children. To have generation after generation called the Chain family, grace and wealth, to give over to generations because the miracle of the miraculous time, of the miraculous kindness that he did, him and his wife, simple people, one moment at a time, change their destiny of the future generations forever and to unleash this miracle of Hanukkah in your own life where it's hard for us to do it in prayer because who could pray like the holy Kabbalists and the holy Hasidic masters and who can learn Torah like Reb Chaim Kanievsky who could sit for 18 hours and learn who could daven like the Rimnitz Rebbe for so many hours who can wake up for four hours, six hours and do tiki, tiki chatzois? But to make a miracle, a miraculous change in a person's life. To find one person, one time in your life. To unleash miraculous time. To unleash, to avoid the tzedakah. is to change your and their destiny. It's to live with the future of the messianic era of Tchias now. And that is the most magical thing in the world. That is the gift of this letter. That is the gift of the miracle of Hanukkah. To understand the depth of the miracle of Hanukkah. That we still live with one moment of time. But Yom and Can you make that in your own life? By Yom In this time now. Not just to like the Hanukkah. But to make a change in a person. That you will unleash a moment in time. That will be never ending and everlasting. And in the messianic era. You will see that that moment changed all of humanity. And it's one of those moments that is actually going to usher in the Messianic era. Just like Nakshem and Aminada brought in Kriyas Yamsov, the most magical moment in history where the Jewish people saw God and they sang God Yashir and we used to talk about it every day. It's going to be me or you or me and you together or one person, one moment a time that's going to unleash an energy that's so miraculous. It's going to usher in the Messianic era. And how amazing it is to think that a simple person like me or you, if there's just enough sensitivity with enough moment in time can make a never-ending, everlasting change in another person, which will change all of us together, which is the most magical thing in the world, you to tap into that one time in your life, even for one moment, makes all of life worth living.